Welcome to the Icon Church Leadership Podcast. My name is Alona, and I'm the Operations Director at Icon, and I'm here with Justin Anderson, our lead pastor. And we are in Season 3, A Strategy for Reentry. We're doing this podcast because we believe when we invest in leaders, the church thrives. Uh, this season is done in the context of summer 2020. In other words, COVID summer. Uh, it's a crazy like time. <laughs> I uh, would love to say we are in the middle or at the end of this COVID-19 crisis, but uh, who knows? Who actually knows anything? But what we do know is everything's different. And this fall, as we re-enter uh, as church leaders, as community group leaders, as business leaders, the fall always marks an opportunity for change, for new initiatives, for new products, for new things. Um, and what we do know is this fall is going to be unlike any other fall we've seen before. Absolutely. And so this whole season has been about preparing ourselves to engage that. And so we've been asking two big questions, the idea of are we healthy and are we ready? Uh, and so we initially looked at our individual selves, and then last week we started thinking about our teams. We asked, are our teams healthy? And today we're going to ask, are our teams, are our people ready? Yep. And the first question we have to ask is, ready for what? Right? Yeah. So what will this fall bring for your organization? Are we trying to grow? Are we trying to bring health? Are we mm -hmm. trying to bring clarity? Are we trying to bring focus? Has the market changed that we're in? Uh, if we're leading a church, this fall is going to look super different than yeah. any other fall, right? Mm -hmm. So that has to do with sermon series. That has to do with staff team makeup. That has to do with all kinds of different things. What are we getting ready for? Mm -hmm. Okay. Once we have clarity around what different initiatives we're going to try to tackle, then we need to look at our team and say, okay, is our team ready yeah. to handle what lies in front of it? So what we want to talk about today is specifically, do we have the right staff makeup? And is our team the right team in the right positions, the right people to accomplish the what that this fall is going to bring? So we're going to offer you today a team assessment, essentially six questions to ask yourself as the leader when you're thinking about your team, your community group, your direct reports, all of those folks. So questions to use to assess that team readiness. Yep. So first question uh, is, are expectations clear and measurable? So is there objective accountability rather than just those subjective opinions and assessments of work? Yeah. So these six questions assume that in the process of uh, kind of assessing your team and assessing what lies ahead, that you have sensed that there's a gap. Right, that there's something wrong. There's somebody probably that isn't that you think maybe isn't in the right place, or maybe shouldn't be on the team at all. And so, what what these six questions are designed to do is to um, kind of force you to go through a process before you just fire somebody or move somebody or whatever. To ask yourself a series of questions um, to assess and solve a specific mm -hmm. personnel problem. So, as Alona said, the first question is: Are their expectations clear? and measurable. And this is not just about job description. That's the base level, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, your people should know what their job is, yeah. what's expected of them. And the desire here is to make it as objective as possible, right? So that you can actually measure, do I just think this person's not good at their job or do I have data to suggest right. that they mm -hmm. are not good at their job? Now, not all jobs are uh, you're able to be objective about, right? Like not all jobs, not all tasks can be measured with numbers or data. So in the absence of the possibility of being objective, we need to drive towards at least having clarity. 
right? So at least they can say with real clarity what their job is and what is expected of them, even if they're, uh, you know, you can't measure the output as mm -hmm. clearly and objectively as you might like. Yeah, so you could think about that in a couple different contexts. So thinking about in church leadership, do you have, uh, are there clear expectations in terms of like, what is a community group leader supposed to be doing right mm -hmm. now? And again, there's probably never been a more important season to clarify that because that role has changed. Yeah. And so to give people the opportunity to, to dialogue about that, to check in about that, do you have rhythms in place where people are going to have an opportunity to talk about it, to clarify those expectations, to get a check-in, to make sure they are able to do what's expected of them? Yeah. So a great example in community groups is for us at ICON, we say that we want our, our community group leaders to be people people right? Focused on people, whether that's like kind of evangelistic and social, whether that's, you know, kind of shepherding, caring for people, but mm -hmm. people oriented people. Now, is that an objective measurement? Yeah. And it's not, <laughs> but it's at least clear that that's what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we can ask the person, are you, do you feel like you are a people person? Like, mm -hmm. do you wake up thinking about people? And it's at least a clear description of what we're looking for. So that's question one. Uh, is it clear? Are expectations clear? And to whatever degree possible, measurable. Yeah. So then question two is, do the tactics need to be changed to better match our team? Yeah. So I want to differentiate first between vision, strategy, tactics, mm -hmm. right? Vision almost never changes, right? You have a vision for your organization. It's about what you want to accomplish in the future, what you feel God's called you to. That almost never changes. Mm -hmm. Strategy Changes, yeah. changes sometimes, not a lot. Uh, maybe annually you want to readdress your strategy or in the in the face of significant kind of contextual change. Like a global pandemic. Like a global <laughs> pandemic as an example. Just, you know. Uh, but largely your strategy is not gonna change. Mm -hmm. Tactics on the other hand can change all the time, right? And tactics always have to flow from personnel. You can have a set of best practices in your industry, mm -hmm. but if you don't have the people to execute those best practices, yeah. you, you either need to change your tactics, change some of those best practices, or you know, eventually we get to whether we, or not we need to change those people, right? Mm -hmm. So focusing not on vision, not on strategy, but on tactics. Are we going about this the right way? Yeah. Or have we built in a, a way of doing things that isn't unique to, it's not the only way to accomplish the strategy, it's not the only way to accomplish the vision, um, and it's it, it doesn't really work with the people we have in Yes, yeah. and again, thinking about community group is a great way to think about the fact that people can be people people in different ways. Yeah. So somebody might be relational in the fact that they are super, social, like gregarious and fun. And like you go to their house and it's always a party. Yes. My uh, wife. <laughs> super exciting. You can also be a people person and not necessarily need to have that personality. That might just be intentional follow-ups or check-ins with folks or doing kind of more one-on-one -on -one opportunities to make people feel connected. You don't mm -hmm. need to, again, that's a difference of tactic, but mm -hmm. the vision and that, that strategy of like, this is what we want a community group to do. There's still clarity around that. The tactic of how you get there might be different. Yeah. It's that, it's the difference between that outgoing kind of evangelistic social person and a really shepherding, caring, loving person mm -hmm. like me. So anyway, all right, number three. <laughs> number three is do the people have the resources that they need? This is uh, somewhat simple, right? Like this is an easy solve. Mm -hmm. Is there technology? Is there funding? Is there resources? Let's make sure that they're not failing because they, there's something that they don't have mm -hmm. that we can kind of easily provide for them that would unlock 
their otherwise great potential. Sure. Right. So community group context might be uh, we've asked them to be social and, and have a really low barrier mm -hmm. to entry, but they've got a tiny apartment. Right. right? Like, let's solve let's solve that. Let's buy them a new house. No, let's find somebody else. <laughs> I can make a list. <laughs> let's find somebody else to host, right? Like, let's yeah. think about at least, is this a resource issue? Mm -hmm. um, again, before we make the big move of swapping out people, which I think a lot of times as leaders, we just go, ah, oh, I just need somebody new. I, there's a better person. I, mm -hmm. We just got to fire them and find somebody better. Okay, maybe, but let's, there's other, other reasons why people fail. Let's make sure we exhaust those before we kind of make that big turn. Yeah, and be willing to be a little bit creative in that process. Definitely, yeah. So then the next question is, do those people, if they have the right resources, maybe do they need to be trained or yep. invested in during the process? Yeah, uh, this is, a, is there an information gap? Is there a knowledge gap? Is there an experience gap, right? Information gap, knowledge gap, experience gap. Um, do they need a mentor? Do they need someone, are they just new in the position, new in that world, and they just need someone to kind of walk alongside them? Mm -hmm. um, is there a, a piece of, you know, just training? You know, if they are in a more technical role, do they need more robust training in a, in a particular area? Is there a way that you can get them a class or, or get them a book or something like that? And then you're remembering like, not everybody's a reader, right? Mm -hmm. There are other people out there, I assume. I mean, I don't know. And, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and so there's a difference between just kind of throwing a book at somebody and going like, hey, go, go do this thing. And like genuinely walking alongside yeah. them and going, hey, uh, I needed this when I was in your place. I was new in the role or whatever. Let me let me mentor you through, yeah. through this process, right? Because um, sometimes the gap is, uh, I know kind of what to do, but I just, I can't visualize how to do it. Mm -hmm. And for some people, like just seeing somebody else do it and go, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. In the book, it said that, that I didn't, I didn't know what that, that's what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And that's what mentors can really do. And it's really powerful. Yeah. And I would say for everything that we're sharing, also keep in mind, like that requires you to have a really good tab on your team to be mm -hmm. able to know them well enough, encourage that dialogue. Um, and I would say, this kind of a plug to go listen to the last episode, if your team isn't healthy, if there's not trust, if there's not vulnerability and them willing to say like, hey, this is actually what I need, it, it is a knowledge gap, it is an experience gap, if they're not willing to say that to you, you're not going to be able to get them ready to engage. Yeah. And all these things are overlap, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of, sometimes people don't have trust because they feel insecure because they don't have the resources or the knowledge or whatever. Like yeah. all this stuff, it's not clean. It all weaves in and out of each other. Mm -hmm. So then next question is, is this the right role? Um, so thinking about that person, is it, is it they're a good team fit, but they're yep. maybe not in the right spot on the team? Yeah. Is this person smart, capable, committed, great person, good team member, just not in the right spot? Uh, that happens all the time, mm -hmm. right? I and mean, you can shift people laterally or move people around the yeah. team um, to, to kind of figure that out, right? It goes back to the Peter principle, something we've talked about on this podcast before mm -hmm. that people are promoted to their level of incompetence. Um, and that takes two, right? Like it takes a boss who promotes, who kind of overestimates what they can do. Um, it also takes a, an employee who's ambitious enough to say yes to something that maybe they know they aren't perfectly designed for, but they can't say no to a promotion. Mm -hmm. And maybe you, in your organization, there's a culture of you don't say no to a promotion. Right. right. Mm -hmm. And so you're working against culture. Um, but I would say for you as a leader and for you as probably something we all have bosses. Right. Mm -hmm. um, to, to be able to know yourself and to come to grips with yourself and who you are and who you're not uh, is super important. So does this person need a demotion? Uh, does this person need just a different role in the team? 
Um, and then, you know, that's got a whole bunch of implications to go with it. Giving someone a demotion for their own good is super painful and really hard to finesse and do well. But just being realistic, like it's better for them if they're a great team member to be on a different, you know, be in a different spot on the team rather than to be uh, off the team altogether. Right, which kind of brings us to that last question. Like, what if I get through all of this and need to ask myself, uh, does that person actually need to be replaced? And yeah. if so, with whom? Yeah, and, and replace is the key word, mm -hmm. right? We don't fire people, we replace people, okay? Unless we're downsizing, that's a different conversation. When we replace people, there, there, is a, there is an easy temptation for us to think, this person's wrong, I will go find the right person. The mm -hmm. right person exists. And it's a grass is greener kind of situation where I know this, this person's flaws and then there's this like hypothetical other mm -hmm. person who's gonna be great and sure. is not gonna have yeah. any flaws. And it's easy for us to be really eyes wide open on the person we have and mm -hmm. all of their flaws and then kind of rose colored glasses on their potential mythical replacement, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So. Replace with whom is a really important question to ask yeah. ourselves. What does this other person need um, that this person doesn't have? And can I afford that person? Uh, do I know who that person is? Is that person inside of our organization, mm -hmm. right? Like really think through, I'm not just firing someone and hiring the perfect person. I know that I'm replacing these aspects of this person and I need these, these parts. Am I gonna have to you know, add 20% salary to get the person that I couldn't get here? Like there's a whole bunch of questions you have to ask yourself, but I do think that key question is, who am I replacing them with? And, and what are the implications of that? Absolutely. So what should we do this week if we notice some of those things for our teams? Yeah, I think first go through uh, your team and as you assess health, right? You, you've already done that. Now go through your team and assess readiness, right? Who is, who is ready to walk in to accomplish, to do their part on the team to accomplish whatever your task is for the fall? Identify, you know, kind of earmark those folks that you have question marks uh, about, and then go through this process and just ask yourself that series of questions. And if you get to the end and go, no, I think we do need to replace this person, and I have a really clear idea of who their replacement is, mm -hmm. what they need to do, who they need to be, and we can afford them, and, you know, they are a realistic person, right? It's not like you're a church leader and you're going, this community group leader is a real pain. What I need is Jesus to lead this community group, right? <laughs> I like, mean, we do, but... You do, but you can't afford it. So... <laughs> Um, so being realistic and, and just making yourself walk through a process rather than like, oh, this guy bugs me or this girl doesn't do her job right, like go through the process yeah. before you make any big moves. Absolutely. So would encourage you go to iconchurch.org slash leadership podcast, get the show notes. It's going to have these questions and do that work with your team. Really assess the readiness of the individual players to make sure you guys are ready to tackle whatever that goal is for you this fall. Wherever you're getting this content, would encourage you to rate, subscribe, share it, uh, and help equip other leaders to really assess the readiness of their teams. We'll see you next time. I'm sad that the audio people don't know I'm waving at them every week. <laughs>